Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And what is up? Welcome in Friday episode of the show. Season is here. I'm Wes Mitchell. He is Chris Clark. We are live from the Market Party Express. Normally, during the season, we come at you from Market on Main. Today, we're at a special location. We're going to tell you a little bit about it throughout the show. But we are, if you can't tell, we're in a cockaboose. It has been refitted and retrofitted for your game day operations and uh, parties. And uh, maybe, I don't know, if you want to possibly do a party for graduation, you can come out to the Market Party Express. We're going to tell you about it all show long. Again, I'm Wes Mitchell. He is Chris Clark. Chris, game day is here. We have made it. We have made it. Cheers. Cheers. We got, yeah. um, we are being, uh, yeah, shout out Josh. The hospitality has been fantastic point. here on the Cockaboose. And uh, Chris, we're going to break down this game, sort of get out. You know, this is our final opportunity to kind of talk about this Georgia State team, talk about Sean Elliott and uh, what we can expect here at williams Bryce Stadium, which is right around the corner from us right now. Uh, give me your first final thought on this game. Well, it's an exciting time. We were talking about this earlier on 107.5 West. I mean, you know, you get, what, seven home games a year, six, seven home games a year. Um, so it's always an exciting time. And with the way that South Carolina finished last season, kind of a cathartic, very positive experience in the bowl game and beating, A, North Carolina, B, winning the bowl game. She can carry that over the entire offseason. And now you have a team that's going in not only into year two of the Shane Beamer era, but you've got – a team that has some old faces and also some very intriguing new faces. So I expect a really good atmosphere, sold-out game. I know this isn't diving into the game itself, which we'll do, but just a big-picture thought, just an exciting time. And I think we've been able to sense the excitement building the last few weeks. Definitely, man. Uh, so the big news today, as you said, officially a sellout. Um, I didn't know if we were going to get there. I, I thought uh, earlier in the week, uh, you know, might be pushing it to get there, but they did end up getting there. So we knew it was going to be a great atmosphere. Like, I think this was going to be one of those games, even if it wasn't sold out, that there was going to be a great atmosphere. You got the new LED lights, new sound system. Um, it was going to be an exciting game regardless. But the fact that it's a sellout, the fact that you're going to pack the house, um, students, a lot of them will be you know, there for their first game, some of them. I think it's an exciting time around game cognition. But it's something that they'll be able to you know, show recruits. They'll be able to point to it and uh, really could be – I would say an advantage in South Carolina's favor, even though this is a veteran Georgia State team. Anytime you're playing at night in an SEC stadium, that can be a factor. Yeah, it always gives you an advantage. I mean, Georgia State, as Shane Beamer has made very clear and very sure to lay out, um, he's mentioned multiple times, and there's a reason that he's saying this. He's to let fans know it's to, I think, reinforce it to his own team that they have gone to Tennessee, that they've gone to Auburn. So they played in these atmospheres. Some of the older guys on these teams, they on this team, they were on those teams. And so they've been there and done that, but they do that. The difference is a couple times a year, maybe mm. something like that. So this is going to be a different atmosphere than playing even at, you know, App State, Coastal, Troy. It's going to be a lot different. It's going to be keyed up. It's going to be a night game in williams Bryce. From what we're hearing, there's going to be a lot of people out 
from early tomorrow. And so uh, that's something that you got to use to your advantage. And I think it goes to one of the keys that you've mentioned as well, because it ties in with the crowd. An early start for South Carolina here, I think, is really important. Yeah, they got to jump on Georgia State. I think this is a team that um, has a veteran presence, uh, you know, with Georgia State. They're a team that wants to run the football. They want to stop their own defense. I know every team wants to do that, but they are built to do that. You look at Sean Elliott, no surprise. This is a former offensive line coach, a former defensive lineman. Not a surprise at all that he has built his entire roster, I would say, from like the line of scrimmage and on out from there. But now that he has been there, you know, I guess this is six years, right, um, that he's been there. And um, now he's been there, he's been able to actually sort of establish his roster a bit, have some veteran guys coming back. And um, it's not one of those things where he kind of just has a vision for what he wants to be. I think he's built this program the way he wants. He's got what is now a veteran quarterback in Darren Granger. And I think I said this in our keys to victory. I think game flow, how this game plays out. Is it, is it a fast paced game? Is it an offense oriented game or is it a grinded out game where Georgia state's tone would be to come out, run the football, slow this game down, um, you know, force, I won't even say a turnover, force any type of non-score from South Carolina right off the bat, get the offense, I don't want to say questioning itself, that's a little too early in the season to say that, but get the fans sort of grumbling a little bit and then just stay on the field offensively. We know they're going to try to establish the run. We know they're going to stick to the run. They have what is, it was a two-headed monster they're running back. Now it's sort of three-headed now. Um that's what they want to do. Like, that's no secret. South Carolina is going to know that. But how the first quarter goes, what the atmosphere feels like after the first quarter. We've all sat in games where it's still buzzing. We've all sat in that stadium where everybody's kind of looking around going into the second quarter. It could be a blowout if Carolina has a great first quarter. This could be a game that settles into a battle if they don't, I think. Yeah, and I think maybe a good comparison for South Carolina is – you know, you look back at last year's Troy game, another Sunbelt team, and Troy, the book on them coming in was a pretty strong and d- disruptive defense, at least at that level, and a team that liked to, you know, they wanted to run the football. And as it turns out, when you look back at that game, South Carolina was in a fight for most of that game. And I think that f- two different teams, South Carolina this year's team's different. Georgia State's obviously a different team than Troy, a better team, in fact, than, than that Troy uh, team was last year. But the formula is kind of what I'm getting at, where if you're South Carolina, if you're ineffective on offense, if you turn the ball over, if you let the other team run the football, then that's when you find yourself in a fight. So that's what they have to avoid. Definitely. Uh, so we got a special guest today. She's rolling her eyes at me, but that's okay. We're gonna we're gonna let we're gonna let Kendall Smith come on in here as our special guest. Uh, y'all know her, um, Kendall. Welcome back to GC Live. Hi. Uh, Breaking the things second that already. I step in screen. Wow. It's okay. We, we let you on and it's you uh, no harm, no foul. Okay, we're good. All good. We're good. We're, All good. Maybe you should maybe it's I should fine. Take, I should take this. We're gonna take this <laughs> off Kendall's hands. I can't handle it. Um Kendall, I know you're a student, you're a senior. What is the buzz on campus right now? Give us give us the report from uh, your senior semester class. What is everybody talking about? Well, everybody's excited. I mean, I've been here now for four years. It's hard to believe, but you think about those first two years that I was here, and I think people are generally excited for football season at South Carolina regardless, but two years ago, it was completely different than how it is right now. People counting down the days. I know that my sorority even made 
pins with Shane Beamer's face on it. Like people that's a real, are, that's a real thing. It's a real thing. Like people are full on very into it this year and more excited than I've ever seen them before, which I think is great from a fan perspective. Shane Beamer's done a great job of getting students to buy into this program to really get them invested. I think times before you'd see students come out maybe for the first quarter, maybe the second quarter, and then they'd leave. But now they want to stay the whole game. It's a fight to get the ticket. Students are begging to buy tickets from other students who might not be going. So they're pumped up. And I think that's a great thing for South Carolina football. So senior year right now, last year, junior year was year one of Beamer era. Uh, your sophomore year was the final year of the Muschamp era, and your freshman year would have been when the Muschamp era kind of started to. Jake Bentley got hurt. Yes. That was that year. Yes. Um, first of all, I'm sorry to all the students that uh, <laughs> have endured uh, some tough times. Um, y'all got Y'all have to be like the ho- is there hope in the air on campus right now? Like, did did last year give the the student fan base some hope for the future i definitely think there's hope more so than ever more so than i've ever witnessed on this campus before i mean our first two years as students the people that are in my class we won more games last year south carolina won more games last year than those two first years combined for the class of 2023 so There is definitely a sense of hope. I think people are trying to gauge their expectations a little bit. Like, I don't think I've heard too many people out there saying they're going to win 10 games or 11 games. But people, I think for the first time in a long time, because even last year they didn't expect a bowl game. I think this year the expectation is there. The students want that. And they're excited for a lot of those home matchups that South Carolina has. The game they can't stop talking about is Georgia. That's what everybody is talking about on campus. So take that for what it's worth. But – that's yeah. what I'm hearing. One game at a time. I know. Guys, I got to sound like gotta, the, the coaches. One yeah, game gotta, at a time. One game at a time. Um, by the way, what, what do you think of our digs here today? Our, Love our it. cockaboos. Market on Main with the hookup. I mean, they've got great food anyways over at Market on Main. So if you've never been, you've got to go. If you've been, you've got to go back. Uh, one of our favorite places, me and my friends, to go out to because they have that great little outdoor space, a lot of outdoor bands. But I knew that this cockaboos was going to live up to the hype. It's my first time ever in a cockaboos. So I would love to have a graduation party here or something. I, I think Josh can that. make that happen. Um, yeah, Josh can give me the hookup on that too. <laughs> Josh, I, I left my phone over there. What is the Instagram for this place? The um, Instagram is at Market Party Express. At Market Party Express. Correct. Go check it out. We're going to post some pictures on the Gamecock Central Instagram as well. Um, you know, you can obviously the, – the market is still there. You can go to Market on Main, watch the away games at Market on Main, but then you can book this place for some home games um may, maybe uh I, I may give away a couple passes for for the game if that's cool so um somebody i'll tell you what how are we going to do this you have to be a gamecock central subscriber first person to send me a direct message on gamecock central um we'll hook you up with two passes to the game for tomorrow y'all probably already going to be at the game so why don't you come on over experience a cockaboose at the market party express and I'm with you. I think this is going to be something over time that becomes a great place for these graduation parties. Yeah. Uh, maybe you can have your own graduation party here. And maybe I if, can. If I'm graduating gra- in less than a year. If you so. pass senior semester um, and graduate, then <laughs> it's party, touch and go right, party now right here. Between at the Charlotte and then covering South Carolina and then going to school every day, Monday through Friday, and a bunch of other things. Touch and go. I'll and keep you all posted. Well, I said covering okay. South Carolina. Right. Yeah. GC, Charlotte Knights. And then, of course, school. 
You're supposed to be in class right now, I think, actually. But uh, Kendall, you I'm are. I'm on a lunch break. Um, Kendall, all right. So game tomorrow. Yes. Give it. Give us your. Give us your thoughts. Are you ready? Do you have a prediction yet? Or well, we... I put my prediction in. It's going to be on GamecockCentral.com. So be sure to go check that out. All of us did our score predictions. You can so I give it. You give can it give it to them though. Give it. Come on. Should Kendall. I? Yes. Give it. See, that's that's a classic Wes Mitchell move right there being like what? go to gamecockcentral.com i'm not gonna tell you my score no, prediction. You can give all right it to i think i said 37 or 34 to 13. you must not have had much conviction if you forgot what your score was well it was one of the two and i know that i said georgia state was gonna score 13 points. okay all right so that was my score prediction i just think georgia state won't be able to handle the sec environment i do think it may be a little closer than some people may anticipate. I know people aren't going to like me saying that, but Georgia State, as Shane Beamer said, is no walk in the park. I did an opponent breakdown on it the other day on Gamecock Central. Their quarterback, extremely accurate, only four interceptions last year in 228 attempts. So Darren Granger, you just talked about him, but... Stat of the day. Yeah, four interceptions on 228 attempts last year. So... Coming with the numbers. Um, What is your most ready-to-see thing for the game tomorrow? Well, of course you want to say Spencer Rattler because Other I think that's Spencer everybody's Rattler. most ready to see thing. I'm excited to see the offense as a whole. I want to see how they've developed over the past year. Obviously, there were some problems last year with South Carolina's offense. So I'm looking forward to seeing the entire group in the way that they're working together. I just talked to Josh Van, so that interview is coming out later today. But he talked about it as well and just kind of where he feels like they are at this point in the year versus where they were last year. Seems a lot more confident about it. So I'm looking forward to seeing that and, and maybe a little more creativity on the offensive side of the ball. You're very good at directing people to your other content. That's Go check be- out Gamecock Central at Gamecock Central on Twitter, Instagram, and the TikTok is coming back. Wes is actually going to be doing some TikTok dances, so no. comment your requests below. <laughs> no, he is not. I promise you that. But he's getting ready for his wedding. All right, dance. All right, Kendall. Um, <laughs> he's like, I'm done. About get to, off. We're about to kick you out. Don't you have a class to go to? Um, all right. What, what else do we need to ask you? Um, you're about to knock everything off. But um, so Josh Van interview is coming out. Yes, Josh. You, Van you already talked to him. Just talked to him like an hour ago. It was awesome talked about everything. We talked about the offense. We talked about game day. We talked about his daughter. We talked about Shane Beamer. We talked about literally anything you could possibly imagine. Best rappers on the team. So if you're interested in finding that out, they did a little freestyle rap competition yesterday. So we need to find video of that. Yes. So Um, talk to him and it was awesome. What is Josh's mood going into his final first game? Like that's gotta be Josh. Josh is, like come a long, long, long way, I think, in his time at South Carolina. As you talked about now, he's a dad, um, an excellent dad. You can tell just he like lights up when he yes. talks about his daughter. Yeah. Um, but what what is what's Josh's mindset from talking to him a few minutes ago going into this game? Well, first of all, you talk about his daughter. It was so cute. He showed me the little headphones that they put on babies when they're in like very loud spaces. He bought some for his daughter because she's coming to the game tomorrow, her first one at Williams Price. So he did light up talking about her and his family. But we talked a lot about how he's transitioned from the player he was three, four years ago to where he is now going into his fifth year at South Carolina. And he was just... The thing is about him, he's so humble, and I don't think that's ever changed. He was telling me, 
I don't have to go out there and play. I get to go out there and play. And I think that's just such a unique and special mindset. So he's feeling confident going into the season. You could tell he's super excited about tomorrow. He's ready for that first pass, that first hit, kind of the first little everything of the season. And and he talked a lot about that during the interview. So I think for him, it's a little anticipation. He said he's a little bit nervous, but not like the jittery nervous, more so the I'm eager to go out there and play. Type natural. Of yeah, okay. natural. Like, it's good because it shows he cares. I've yeah. always been told that if before you go on camera, if you don't get a little adrenaline rush, you don't care. So he obviously cares, as does everybody else. And and I really enjoy talking to him. Very authentic, very real person. So that'll be coming out soon. Did he tell you the game plan? Well, I can't say. Oh, okay. All right. That's on the interview. You know, we oh. got to give people... Okay. All right. Go. Something to look. Go It'll watch be out later interview. tonight. Later tonight. Um, yeah. Please go watch it. Josh apparently talked about everything, including the game plan. But um, <laughs> all right, Kendall, we, we got your prediction. We got what you're ready to see. Um, what's your final thoughts before we make you go back to class? Well, we're having before the sandstorm tomorrow, so we'll talk a lot about that you are as a well. Promotion machine. <laughs> all right. Final um, thoughts on the game. I think it's going to be a great way for South Carolina to start off their season. I love that it's a night game. I love that they get to showcase everything new that they've put in to the facility. I, My final thoughts, I think that Gamecock fans shouldn't get discouraged if it's a little closer than they think. Like I said, Georgia State, not a walk-in-the-park type, type of team. Um, but I do think South Carolina is going to come away with the win, and, and they have to, and they need to have a couple moments in that game where they're really showing some, some great flashes because heading into those next several weeks against Arkansas, Georgia, like, you've got to start off strong tomorrow, so... You, um, your final score, Carolina's winning fairly handily. Yes. Is it Carolina jumps on them and controls the game, or it's tight and pulls away? I think it's tight and pulls away. Tight pulls away. I think like, it's tight for maybe like the first maybe quarter, third quarter. Maybe, yeah, so. third quarter, I think, is maybe when that like pull away really starts. All so. right, Kendall. Appreciate you. Good job. Thanks for having me As on. Always. It was good to see everybody gonna, again. Chris Clark is coming Chris back. back so, in. goodbye. Good job. Be safe tomorrow, everybody. Yeah, please be safe. Uh, mix in a water. Drink plenty plenty of water. It's going to be hot, and uh, I know you all are going to be drinking a lot. Um, come by the Market Party Express, though. A uh, great place for you to hang out before the game and, uh, you know, maybe meet some Gamecock fans and um, experience the atmosphere here. Have you, have you done the – you've done the cockabooses thing before, right? Oh, yeah, have I've you? been around the cockabooses. The cockabooses, to me, are South Carolina's most um, – I don't say underutilized, but kind of it, it's not talked about enough yep. how unique and awesome the Cockaboose Railroad is. So if you have an opportunity to, to come hang out at them, it's, it's a great place to experience a pregame. Um, I think it's going to be a great atmosphere. I think the LED lights are going to be tight. Um, I'm I'm pumped, man. So so is Kendall. So, is, so are the students, apparently. Yeah. Just wait to the Georgia game. Y'all got two weeks. But um, – all right, man. Which which players for Georgia State do Gamecock fans need to know about? I mean, QB is kind of obvious one. Yep their their season their season maybe goes maybe that's too strong, but their season is going to go as far as he kind of progresses. I think in terms of from like their perspective, can yep. they take the next step? Um, I think they're going to be solid on defense. They bring enough guys back. They're going to be good up front. They have the backs. 
um, let's I'd say their passing game. So him and then the receivers are kind of like their question as far as can they take another step? Yep. Are there any guys in particular or groups in particular you're looking at tomorrow? Yeah, I mean, Granger would be the first one for the reasons that Kendall laid out. I mean, he does a really good job protecting the ball. I think they, they've got three guys at running back, and you mentioned earlier that Sean Elliott's identity that he's built this team around, you know, is going to be running the football and trying to control that. And even though they are playing a team in South Carolina that's an SEC team and it's going to have a size advantage, they still are going to need to do that, you know, to have success. So when you look at Jamias Williams and Tucker Gregg, who's their bigger running back, I think he's – I think he's 5'10", 5'11", 220, so he's one of those bigger backs. Jamias Williams, obviously a smaller guy, and they've got another one in there too uh, that they'll rotate in. That's a position group that's very important. Defensively, Antavius Lane, their safety, is a really, really good player. So that that's somebody to watch on defense. Um, I think ultimately, you know, a, a place where South Carolina can really make a difference is on the lines of scrimmage. Now, Georgia State, for their level, They've got some questions apparently on the edge at defensive line, like South Carolina replacing some guys there. Um, offensively, on the offensive line, they returned some guys, including Malik Sumter from Dutch Fork, who's their center and a really good player. But no, I ran through a few, but I'm, I'm really looking, you know, I think quarterback play is going to be critical for them and their running backs. Definitely. So I, I think you look at this, look at this game, look at this team. Um, the, the fans kind of right now, I feel like don't have a grasp for what to expect as far as is this a blowout? Is this a scary game for South Carolina? <laughs> I don't know if I have a great answer for them because I think uh, you look back at Georgia State last year, you look at them the last couple of years, hanging in with Auburn, really should have beaten Auburn. Uh, they did beat Tennessee a couple of years ago. And they, you know, they've, they've showed they can stay with SEC teams. You also look at what they did early last year. They got blown out by North Carolina, um, got blown out by App State. I mean, this is not a team that is above getting blown out either. So last year, I felt like as the year went on, they were a much different team. They are a much better team down the stretch. So the fact if you have a bunch of veteran guys, many of which played in SEC stadiums before, I think lends itself to the idea that I don't think Georgia State's going to be like completely intimidated right. by the atmosphere. I don't think they're just going to come in here and get their doors blown off, basically. But can Carolina pull away in this game? I think that's where I sort of look at it. I think that's a realistic expectation. Like I don't think Carolina's just going to control the entire game. But, I mean, I was looking at your star power piece. <laughs> Big it's, difference. It's a mismatch. It's a big mismatch, yeah. And, and I think – so you mentioned their early struggles, North Carolina, App State last year. And the reason we're bringing these up so much is it's largely the same team. So there, there's something to be taken from that. But you've got North Carolina, App State, and even Army West. I think they got blown out by, what, three touchdowns against Army, which is a challenge because it's an option team. The difference for them was in the back half of the season, Granger took over at quarterback and did a really good job taking care of the football and so that was a big difference for them. So their identity is probably going to be the same. But I do agree. Look, on paper, which games are not – it would be easy for us if the games are on paper to kind of predict what may happen. Um, South Carolina has speed advantage, size advantage, talent, probably depth advantage in most spots. And so for them, it's about playing a clean game, going out and establishing very early, setting the tone for the game that we're going to be able to run the ball. 
We're going to be able to convert third downs if they come up. We're going to be able to stop your run, and mm. now it's your game, and that's going to be the key for South Carolina. Definitely. Uh, we didn't mention earlier, but as always, uh, GC Live is presented by our buddy Clint Hammond of the Mortgage Network, clinthammond.com, 803-771-6933. If you're in the market for a new home, give our boy Clint a shout. You can just shoot him an email, chammond at mortgagenetwork.com, or just go to clinthammond.com. So, uh, Chris, as we're moving along, I, I think let, let's go back big picture real quick before we dial it back in and give one final take on the game. Um, who are maybe a guy or two that um, maybe you haven't, maybe you're a Gamecock fan, you haven't been paying attention to what people have been saying all offseason. Um, hopefully you have been listening to Gamecock. So when Chris heard that can, that beer can open, his ears instantly popped up. Um, we do have our Market on Main um, koozies. Yeah, these are awesome. Ready and available. But, Chris, who is taking a step forward this year? Like, who's who's the guy, if you just were a casual Gamecock fan, you know the main players, you don't know the backups to the backups. What's a name you're going to be hearing this year a lot more than you heard last year? Uh, I think Xavier Leggett would be a good starting point, and it, that's going to be interesting because three receiver spots on the field, not at all times, right, but when you're talking about on the depth chart or sometimes you'll have three true receivers out there, all oars, right? And what that means is, yes, you got different personnel packages, but it's also been some tight battles in there between those guys. So Xavier Leggett is someone that really had a good spring. He's always had talent. He was just either behind some guys, sometimes he's banged up, sometimes both. Um, but all indications are he got a really good spring and summer, had a good preseason, and he's one of the guys that was – he was the first, or I guess you could say, on that depth chart. And so Josh Van's getting a lot of love, you know, rightfully so. Juice Wells is a transfer. But I feel like Corey Rucker has been maybe a little bit undervalued, you know, in the grand scheme of things. Um, I know you've got one that I'm just going to steal on the defensive side is Jordan Strong, and I'll let you talk more about that if you want since I did steal it. But Jordan Strong – Probably, you know, a lot of people are asking about Birch, mm-hmm. other defensive players, but Strong in his own right is a really strong player. Kendall weighing in um, in the way that only she can. Oh, there, you, there go. you go. Oh, we have graphics now <laughs> via Snapchat, I think. Um, Juju McDowell. Is Juju your favorite player, Kendall? I don't have a favorite player, but I really like his personality on and off the field. I think that he's a huge spark plug for the team. And he's so insightful. He's a great interview. Really, really good interview. And a really good player, too. Obviously, so, yes. Yes. Yeah. Juju, Juju's a good call, I think. Yep. Especially, I mean, CBS, been banged up. Yep. Um, I tend to think with a running back, if you're questionable going into game one and you have other really good running backs, you probably don't push that unless you had to, which they don't. So, uh, you know, I think, obviously, Marshawn Lloyd gets the start. Juju probably plays a big role. Jaheim Bell out of the backfield plays a big role. Um, actually, it would be interesting to see if another back gets in there. Like, you know, who who other than those three? Because, I I mean, I think Bell is going to be in the back. But it seems like the more we hear, the more – I mean, Jaheim Bell is also a running back. Like, this is sure. this is not just – this is not just, oh, he's a tight end and we're going to stick him in the backfield for two plays a game. I think we can legitimately say he is also a running back on this on this team. So, how often is he there? How often does Juju get the ball? How often do we see them both 
you know, in Welcome Home this past week, there was a there was a play where they had split back with Juju on one side of Rattler and Jaheim Bell on the other. So there's some interesting things you could do with that. Um, you know, you can have Jaheim Bell as a lead blocker running the sweep with Juju as well. So I think there's gonna be a lot they can do. But um, Bell, you know, he's gonna play some running back. Juju obviously will have his role. I think Jordan Strong is a guy, again, people haven't talked about a ton. Um, but Mo Kaba, I, I think we've I think we've talked about him enough that most people sort of have it in like the collective consciousness that he is going to be a big player on this team, gonna play a huge role in this team. But if you if you're like just somebody who has not paid much attention to preseason and you're just going out there and watching this team for the first time since December, you probably you might be like, wait, who's that 32? And then you're like, wait, he beat out, um, you know, some veteran guys, beat out Sherrod Green for a starting spot. Um, he could end up being a household name by the end of the season because I think he'll have a great chance to be their leading tackler on defense. Yeah, he does have a really good chance. I mean, f- physically impressive in terms of just what he brings from an athletic standpoint. You know, he may be the most – probably is the most impressive guy in that linebacker room. So – for him, it's just been about coming back from the high school injury that he sustained that took a little bit longer than normal through no fault of his own. Um, but he's got a lot of talent. And I think there will be some growing pains on the field for him as he steps into an even bigger role. Last couple of years, Wes, I think he played 100-something snaps a year. Well, now that figure stands to go way up as long as he keeps that position. And uh, you're right. I mean, the amount of stuff we continually heard about him in the spring, most improved player of the spring on defense is named by the coaching staff and then throughout the summer and into preseason, it's pretty staggering, you know, how much we continue to hear about him. Definitely, man. Uh, freshman, you're most interested in seeing? I, 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 I will I will pull a Kindle. I have a full piece on Gamecock Central. I don't know if Colin has <laughs> published it yet, but expectations for every single freshman in the 2022 class. I believe that's coming out at some point. Um, including well, hopefully it's coming out at some point. Uh, we need you wasted your time. If, uh... Put it out at like 6.45. Um, tomorrow, no, but um, Eamon Worry would not, I don't think it's a hot take, would not be a huge shock if he was a starter by the end of the year. I think um, out of all the freshmen, I think there's only a few, less than a handful that have a chance to play like really, really meaningful snaps this year, and he's number one on that list. Um, I think one reason, it's out of need because behind Devonnie Reed and R.J. Roderick, there's not a lot of safety depth but he's also earned playing time too. And that includes, I think on special teams. So even worry a big physical kid that has done everything right. It seems since he arrived at Carolina, even though he was, a, he was a summer enrollee. Mm-hmm. I mean, so he's, he's made a very fast impression. Got a question from Tony belt on YouTube. How has Jalen Brooks been since his return to the team? Uh, good. You know, from all indications, I think uh, the fact he was listed as a co-starter with Josh van, uh, probably a little bit of a surprise to a lot of people. Yeah, I think it's a safe bet Josh Van will be the first guy to roll out there at receiver at that spot. But just the fact they listed Brooks on the depth chart, not as second, but tied for first, essentially, says quite a bit. Uh, He's taken first-team reps quite a bit as well. You know, they held Josh out for a while, too, um, just out of precautionary reasons. So I I think, yeah, he's going to play a role in this team. I don't know if necessarily he's going to be quite the difference maker as – you know, a Van, a Jaheim Bell, possibly an Antoine Wells or Xavier Leggett or Marion Brown is, but I, I think he's going to be on the field and will have his opportunities. Uh, there's a reason they brought him back, you yeah. know? 
there's a reason that they brought him back, and that's that I think he can make an impact on this team. So we'll see what that means for him. The ball is going to be spread among those receivers, I, I think, quite a bit. So um, how it actually plays out is just going to be determined by how these guys perform on the field, in the games, uh, you know, versus what they did in practice. Um, are you giving your prediction on on air? I will. <laughs> okay. What's well, uh, Before you give the number, how is this thing playing out, Chris? I, I think South Carolina jumps early with a score, jumps on them early with a score. I do think there's some tense moments during the game. I don't think this is a game that South Carolina just – dominates from start to finish. Um, but I do have them at the end of the day winning comfortably, maybe a later score from Georgia State narrowing the gap a little bit. But I have South Carolina 31 and Georgia State 17. Okay. We're we're all kind of we're all kind of close. Yep. Uh what did you say, Kendall? I think 34 13. She's at 34 13. I'm at 37 20. Yeah. Have them scoring a little bit more. Um have Carolina scoring a little bit more and Georgia State scoring a little bit more. Um I'm with you. I actually think when I when I go back to the bowl game and the fact Carolina had all this time to prepare and the game plan they put together and how well they executed it, then I add in there was there was something that caught my attention for Marcus Satterfield on Wednesday. He said, paraphrasing, we have locked into what we're gonna do game one, mm-hmm. and we've really tried to stick to it throughout the last two weeks of practice. So I don't think they overcomplicated this thing. I think they've dialed into exactly what they want to do on Saturday as far as executing those things as opposed to trying to do too much. So I think especially early on when you're kind of on script, the first whatever it is, 15, 20 plays where you know exactly what you're going to call, I think they're going to execute those things pretty well. I think they'll have enough firepower to go um, kind of move, not go up and down the field, but to make some big plays. And I think Georgia State's weakness is actually stopping the pass. And so I think for Rattler, for Wells, Van, Jaheim Bell, a lot of these guys could be some opportunities in the passing game. And if I'm them, I want to I want to establish that tone. Like I want to I want to make them think, okay, we can't stop these guys. So I think as the game sort of settles in, I think both sides will settle in. It'll probably be fairly even in the middle parts, and then I, I do think ultimately Carolina will kind of pull away and win it just comfortable enough. But there's just enough moments of people saying, well, this game could have gone differently. Mm-hmm. If, you know, if there's some play that just changed, if there's like a pick six one way or the other, mm-hmm. that completely flips what the game ends up being. But all else being equal, that's what I've settled on, like a 37 to 20. But I, I think y'all are kind of on it as well. Like if, if you told me it was a little bit below that for both sides as well, like I, I would buy that. Like I think that's a realistic way the game could play out. And I think people would feel fans would, for the most part, you know, I, what did I have a fourteen point deficit? It's not great. I think that beats the spread, right? For those that care about that, barely. But you know, two touchdowns is not great. But I think you go back to then game flow. You know, is one of those. Is that a late touchdown by Georgia State with two minutes left in the game, and South Carolina's got its backups in? That, that type of thing makes a difference. Or is it South Carolina scoring with two minutes left to put the game away, you know, by going up two touchdowns? So there's a lot of different storylines within that about how you can get there. I ultimately think that, again, while I said there'll be some tense moments in the game, there's going to be – I think there'll be some moments where people are grumbling in the stands and all that. 
where we're sitting here going, what's going on? I ultimately think that's comfortable enough throughout the contest. Definitely. Uh, before we get out of here, I got to tell you about our friends at Liberty Tax right here in the Columbia area. They got three locations. Uh, give them a call, 803-462-5576. They can help you overcome your tax anxiety. It's not tax time right now, but if you own a business, you want to go ahead and get a head start on your taxes. Uh, they can help you with payroll services. Uh, if you own a LLC, S-Corps, um, whatever it is you need from the tax side, our friends at Liberty Tax right here in the Midlands, there's a location that will be near you. Again, 803 462 5576. Shout out to my guy Larry for supporting GC Live all year long, actually. So shout out to Larry, big time supporter here of GC Live. Um, all right. I think I think we've hit it every last every way. angle. Yes. Yeah. Um, Josh, what's the final thing the people need to know? about the Market Party Express before we let them go. Yeah, so basically uh, you need to get tickets at the Eventbrite link. Um, yes. And I think Wes will probably, I guess, post that yep, somewhere. Yeah, I'll post that. Um, that has all of our events on there um, that we're doing. Uh, we have wine dinners that are going to be starting, uh, which are on, on that Eventbrite link, uh, which is, are going to be really good. Um, and other than that, um, We'll figure out how we do this giveaway. Um, hopefully, you know, you'll you'll have a couple people coming from, from Gamecock Central. So Yeah, yeah, I, I think we will. And also, uh, as always, it's marketonmain.com if they want to yep. go check out the restaurant. Um, very, very easy to reserve a table on there. You can order online as well, it looks like. Uh, and uh, I think you'll have the Party Express linked we do. as it's well. We do, tab. So it's okay. like the Party yep. Express tab. Yep. yep, so all right, go to marketonmain.com. That would be the easiest way to do it. And then they have a Party Express tab um and, and the, the link ticket the Eventbrite is right there on that. yeah yeah that that's probably the easiest way for y'all to find it actually uh just go to marketonmain.com and then hit the market party express tab and then you can buy tickets um y'all already sold out for a and m uh yeah. so out for a and there's still a good bit of tickets left for the georgia game um so that that's good um and we've got a lot of people actually coming for the George State game. So, okay. Um, yeah. If you do want to get tickets, you need to get them. Go ahead and grab them. Pretty, pretty fast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, y'all heard them. Go to marketonmain.com, hit the Market Party Express uh, tab, and then go ahead and get your tickets and come hang out in this awesome cockaboose. And uh, there's an upstairs as well. You're going to actually see the view from upstairs on Saturday morning. Kendall and I will be doing our Before the Sandstorm, the calm before the storm, before all these people get here. Uh, Kendall will give her final thoughts on the game then as well. Um, all right, y'all, we're going to get out of here for Chris, for Kendall, for Josh. We're here at Market Party Express. We're going to see y'all on Saturday. I'm excited. Y'all have a good one. And, again, mix in the water. We want to see you on Monday. Make it through the game. We'll see you later. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply